Life can change so quickly when diagnosed with a chronic illness. Things we once held tightly to, like our jobs, hobbies, abilities, family and friends, can disappear in the blink of an eye. We can find ourselves lost and isolated from the world around us. Today's podcast guest, Julie, tells us how she channeled her own struggles, fear, and uncertainty into her TikTok videos and created a safe space and community for others who were struggling with chronic illness. What started out as a wobbly dance turned into 41,000 engaged followers and a whole world of purpose. Join me as we get social with Julie. Hello, MS Gym family. So glad you could join me for another podcast today. Today, I am really excited because this is actually an interview with one of my newest friends on TikTok that I have got to know a little bit better over the last maybe like six or seven months. And I actually saw her speak at the So This Is MS conference in Toronto just a few short months ago. So I'm so excited to learn more about Julie and I'm so excited to have you hear more about her story. So Julie, thank you for joining me today. Well, thanks for having me. All right. So Julie, you are a fellow Canadian and you live quite a few hours from me, but you're still in the same province though, too. Yes. I'm uh, pretty far north, Timmins, Ontario. And of course, everyone will say that's the home of Shania Twain, which you're so sick of hearing. Yes, yes, yes. I hear that a lot. So Julie, um, when were you diagnosed and what were kind of the starting symptoms that kind of said something's not quite right here? I got my official diagnosis in January 2014, but the symptoms that led me to the eMERGE happened November 2013, right before my youngest's uh, first birthday. I woke up with left-sided weakness, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and then I thought to myself, okay, this can't be good. And I went to the eMERGE. I, I was experiencing numbness, weakness, tingling. So I went to the eMERGE and uh, yeah, that's when the doctor looked at me. And I think they had put a heated blanket on me, a warm blanket. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling them like, whoa, my symptoms are getting worse. Like the numbness, the tingling, it's so much worse. And uh, doctor looked at me and said that he was going to send me for a brain MRI. And then I was left with that and I had to wait for that call. Okay. So that, that's really tough, obviously having all these symptoms. And you said before your, for your youngest turned one. So, so much stress going on in your life and you, you want to care for this little one and you have a, a one, how old is your older son then at that, at that point? He had uh, just turned three. My oldest, his birthday is November 4th. And then my youngest was November 28th. Everything happened in the month of November. I got married, my kid's birth, my mom passed away in November. (laughs) That's a a lot of stuff going on in your life, for sure. It could definitely, um, the stress from all that could definitely affect. So, So you had, how long was it kind of between... You went to emerge. You had all these symptoms. They said they're going to order the MRI. How long was it by the time you got the MRI? Saw the neurologist. Uh, so I think the MRI was maybe a day or two later, where I got the call and went for the brain MRI. And then um, 
it took another about week before my doctor got the results. But of course, I had took to Google mm -hmm. before seeing my doctor and I self-diagnosed and I knew it was MS before seeing my doctor. So I, a, a week after, yeah, I saw my doctor and that's when he mentioned, yeah, it, 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 all my, it looked like MS and that he was referring me to a neurologist. That's big news. That's big diagnosis. That's very heavy. How yes. did how did you cope initially with that? I was terrified. I I knew nothing of MS, and like I said, I took to Google, and Google's not always kind. Um, I had came across a few stories on Google. You know, Montel. We all know yeah. Montel, yeah. but I was like, he's doing great. Yeah. And went by the time I got my diagnosis, or by the time MS came into my life, like my walking was already affected. So I was like. I'm not like Montel. And then I came across Annette Funicello and I was like, shit, okay. I related to Annette and I got scared and I cried and yeah, I had no idea what my future looked like. Absolutely. And, and I have a feeling that it was the same, maybe the same documentary that I saw too. And it certainly portrayed kind of the worst case scenario of MS that that would be overwhelming it, it, newly diagnosed so this was 2014 so this is like almost 10 years ago so you were just like just 30 like a yes two young kids under three that's yes that is a lot now did your did your neurologist did you talk about medication or lifestyle or diet oh, yes uh, my first appointment with the neurologist uh she she offered to show me the brain MRI, but I wasn't ready to face that. So I never looked at my brain MRI. I never really asked questions. Um, she just looked at me. She looked at the stuff and told me textbook MS, um, and then gave me a list of meds to choose from, and I was sent home. Wow, that's that's quite a bit, and to be given that list, and obviously. 10 years ago, there weren't as many options as there are now, but that's a lot to try to, to figure out in yes. such a short period of time. Yes. So what, which one did you end up starting with then? Uh, Federa. I think it was newer 10 years ago. Okay. It had just you know, came out and yeah, I started with tech and then um, there was a PML case that came out and I was terrified of PML. So I was like, no, I can't do tech. I got to stop doing tech. And I think I lasted maybe six months on it. And then I went to Copaxone. Okay. And how did daily injections go for you? Not good. I, I kept getting the immediate post-injection reaction. Again, maybe lasted nine months on that one. Then I went to Obagio and that one too, side effects. I had gut issues and then maven clod. So that, that's a lot of different treatments in a short time. And it's, I think you, when we get diagnosed, we just want stability with our MS, right? And then having all these complications to the meds, it just, it feels awful because you just want normalcy. And being told, you know, oh, you have a new lesion. Oh, this, so, you know, the meds weren't doing what they were supposed to do. So yeah, it it, it is a lot to take in. For sure. Did you, did you yourself, you said new lesions, but did you notice any symptom relief? Like you said, initially your walking was kind of a problem. 
yeah, I started with the left-sided weakness. I did regain strength in my hand and, but that's about it. Like it plateaued. It, it, it didn't, you know, it just stayed the same. Nothing, just the, the hand weakness got better, but that was it. 2013, 2014, young mom. Uh, what was life before your kids? Were you were you working? Were you in school? Or what was what was going on? Like secondary education? I was actually working for a husband and wife. Uh, they had a bookkeeping and bookkeeping business, and the wife did bookkeeping. The husband did personal income tax, and they were actually like teaching me the ropes, and I really enjoyed accounting and was thinking about you know going to school and getting a degree in accounting but then I you know fell pregnant and then okay. MS hit yes <laughs> so how did your family like obviously young mom how did your parents your your spouse like all of these your kids like obviously they were too young at that point to fully understand what's going on maybe they realized that mom's more tired or she's struggling a bit more but how did how did the rest of your family or close friends respond? Yeah, my kids were too young. My husband, I think he's still in denial. And I, my parents are both passed. I think my family pretty much stayed kind of in denial. Like it, it didn't, because I continued living. I continued doing what I had to do. Like they see me struggle. My kids now are, are my youngest is now kind of grieving. And just, you know, a couple days ago, he realized, you know, how much, how many limitations and challenges I have. And he actually started crying. Mm -hmm. That broke my heart. So it, you know, he felt bad. And uh, yeah, so that one's, that one was hard. So Julie, I first, like, I know that we live in the same province, but I had never heard of you until I came on TikTok in January and I started like your posts started coming up and I thought who who is this woman and and like you were like TikTok famous like I was just looking at your profile you have 41,000 followers now and like you are so well loved on TikTok like all ages like all your followers are all ages and you're kind of like the fashionista with with these crazy uh, dance moves and these you like throw the cane up in the air and you magically catch it and and you are known as a true fashionista because you are always like decked out how did you get on TikTok like how uh, did it come about for you my niece she's my niece but she's close in age she's only like six years younger than me and I don't know she just kept telling me how I should join TikTok and I was like no that's for kids I'm not joining TikTok and then my husband kept watching TikTok. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to join TikTok. And yeah, I just joined TikTok and I did my first TikTok. And it kind of, you know, I got a lot of views. I think it, the first one was like 10,000 views. And I was like, oh, and it became like a challenge. And I was like, oh, let's see how many views I can get on this one. TikTok is, you know, it's given me a purpose. I can see that it kind of gives you motivation and and I'm sure it's it's nice that on the really tough days you can be real because that's what you are you're genuine and you're real 
and you when it sucks it sucks and you say it's your followers and they pour love on you yes yes exactly just today you know I I took to a live to do you know to vent a little bit because sometimes I stop myself to show you know showing that that hard side of MS because I don't want people to see me as you know a downer you know um because I had some followers be upset with me because I, I came out and said you know I was secondary progressive with no activity and how I'm no longer a candidate for treatment and some people saw that as being negative and being so I sometimes struggle with showing the 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 struggles because I don't want people to see me as a you know a downer but it is good I, I, like I said today I took to I did a live and I was like you know what I need to vent I do need to vent and I know these people will understand mm -hmm. and they are you know compassionate and they get me mm -hmm. I need to take advantage of that yeah for sure and and the thing is like with forty one thousand followers you have all like obviously some people without ms and some people without chronic illness they just think you're pretty cool that they want to be your follower anyway but but there's all very levels of ms right some people might be newly diagnosed and have no symptoms or could be 40 years in and have no, like minimal symptoms and then there's others that are really are advanced in the disease so it's it's important to be real about it. I agree. So yeah. I, I was mentioning before about how you spoke in person at the So This Is MS conference in Toronto as one of the panelists. How did that come about? Like, did did they just like contact They're like, oh, this woman is awesome and she's got 41,000 followers. Let's let's see if she'll come to Toronto. Yeah, they, they contacted me via TikTok and because this, you know, was geared to about, you know, social media and how a helpful tool for some us people dealing with chronic illness and MS. Um they they yeah came across my TikTok, seeing that I had 40,000 followers or like we have nobody on doing TikTok. Like you'd be the first because there was a lot of everybody else was on Instagram. So they had nobody for that platform. So they asked me. And you did you did a great job. It was I think it was the first of its kind. So there's a lot of things that they were still trying to get things figured out. But uh, I I enjoy the conference a lot. But I know that your day uh, was ridiculously long. Yeah, well, it was a, you know, fly in. It wasn't too bad, though. I, I guess adrenaline had kicked in because mm. I was shocked that I was able to do it and fatigue hadn't hit me. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a fly in and then I flew back out. I enjoyed it. I'm happy I took part. Again, I was, I'm such an introvert. I, I hate public, you know, speaking publicly, but I am glad I pushed myself out of my comfort zone and did this. That's so funny to hear you say you're an introvert because you are like dancing around. You've got like your latest fashion outfit on and stuff like it's you, you seem like a total extrovert, so confident in yourself. Where do you get the idea for the post? Like, is it just what's trending? Like so many times you spend time like lip syncing or doing different dances. Like what, what's your motivation to that? Um, well, I, I sometimes do the trends, you know, if there's dances going on. Um, but most of the time uh, it's just my 
what I, my challenges that I faced or came across living with MS, uh, I, I've done, you know, a lot of posts on that. And then, yeah, just trends. But of course, the dances are <laughs> my kind of dances. They're not quite the, the trend, but I try my best. And you do a good job and your followers <laughs> like it. You're big into exercise and you post all the time about going to the gym. And obviously it's, you know, as MS changes, things sometimes get harder. Has exercise been part of your life even before diagnosis? Yes, I always loved working out. Um, I was, you know, loved the gym. Um, and I still do like that. I feel so good after leaving the gym. Mm. It, it was MS. Yes, things have changed. I struggle working out my legs. Um, but it, it still makes me feel amazing when I leave the gym. So is your gym facility close enough for you to get too easily? Uh, my mother-in-law actually uh, brings me to the gym. So we kind of go to the gym together. So it kind of, you know, it's bringing us closer. Uh, but yeah, no, my mother-in-law kept asking me. And, uh, you know, at first I was like, eh, you know, as a disabled person. And then we got Planet Fitness, which is, you know, known to be accessible. And I was like, oh, she kept asking me. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I'm glad I did it. How do people respond to you in the gym? Obviously, you're you're there in your walk with your walker. Do you, do you get any feedback one way or the other? Uh, yeah, some people like I don't live. You know, we live in a small town, but no, some people say like, "Oh, you're an inspiration." Uh, uh, seeing you at the gym, like I, I don't have an ex I I shouldn't have an excuse to not be here. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I have people kind of ask me, like a lot of people assume that it's an injury, but uh, no, people are kind. How do you deal with that though? Like, like I'm just learning about ableism and, and there's a lot of people that say ableist things and they don't necessarily intentionally do it, but like, it's so aggravating now and people say, oh, you're such an inspiration. It's just like... It feels awful to hear that, even though their motive is good. It's just, it's patronizing. Yes, I agree. I just usually just smile. I don't really keep the conversation going because I don't really want to get into my story most of the time. Yeah, like you said, people mean well, and I usually just smile and just go about my day. So family the gym, TikTok, do you have any other passions, hobbies that you like or that you would like to take up or things that you want to do in your near nearer future? Well, summer, we do camping as a family. Um, yeah, I, I like the gym. I love shopping. Um, so I do, you know, some shopping online. Uh, and then winter months, like, you know, my husband is pretty active he he you know we do skidooing he wants to do ice fishing this winter so I'm gonna try to do some ice fishing <laughs> hope I can get you know do it but uh oh I try to do uh try to stay active with my family what do you do like I I'm assuming like you shared about going on your live today when you kind of needed to vent or like what other things do you do on the really tough days? Like obviously TikTok is an outlet for you. Do you have other practices that you do to help when things get really tough or overwhelming? 
uh, I, I usually blast some music and I cry. Mm. No, I just keep to myself. Yeah. And I just cry alone, especially, you know, once the kids are gone, the husband's gone, everybody's gone. It's time to let the tears flow. Yeah. That's, I think we all can feel that very much. And I've heard many people say they get in the shower and they do an ugly cry because that's sometimes, (laughs) that's sometimes what it is. And, And the thing is, is that as much as, you know, our spouses or families love and support us, they don't, they don't get what it's like to be in in the bodies that we're in and to face the struggles all of the time like it's I don't know if I'm assuming it's similar to myself like at this point uh you can't escape the fact when maybe when you're diagnosed you could forget that MS was in your life but now it's just it's always there like you can't you can't shake it off no no it's affected you know every aspect of my life everything walking is a struggle just yeah no there's no escaping it what would you say to someone that's newly diagnosed or someone I'm sure you get comments on your posts and they say oh I was just diagnosed like what advice the only advice I would say is that MS is so unique to everyone like there's no two MSers that are the same because I remember when I was first diagnosed so many people told me oh don't worry it's you know, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. And, you know, when I started Googling, and I started relating to the the more progressive MS, I was like, "Eh, I don't think I'll be fine. And that's when I realized MS affected everybody so differently. So to the new, newly diagnosis, everybody is different. What would you want your followers on TikTok or or different social media platforms, what would you want them to know? Like, like I said, they already know that you're like a fashionista and you can dance and you can boogie, but what, what is your, what's your heart? Like on those tough days or when you see other people struggling or just like, what would you want to yell at the top of your lungs, whether positive or negative? Um, that this life is hard. Mm. It's hard to, to keep that smile every single day oh, I want people to realize how strong we are because <laughs> it's just not easy it really isn't absolutely it, it's interesting what you say we don't want people saying oh you're such an inspiration because you got dressed today or you had a shower today but you also there's something about it when activities of daily living are such a struggle and and that you're exhausted for things that an, an a healthy a mobile person can do like there's there's like this balance like acknowledge that I'm struggling but don't make me your inspiration if you could have your wish what what would it be that you could do I just want to live life to the fullest so I, of course I want to experience I've never traveled so now I really want to travel and I want to apply for my passports and start doing that even my oldest asked you know oh, it'd be it'd be fun if we go to New York and hmm. so right now I would love to get some traveling I want to experience traveling before my MS makes it even harder that's understandable I I will say it and I'll try not to be an ableist as it sounds there are so many people on TikTok with all sorts of disabilities 
that do amazing things. Even Ardra, like I follow Ardra. She's in like New York. She was just in like Prague or something. Like she's, 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 she's amazing. And I think, I think it's great to have examples like that of people not denying that there's a struggle and not saying that there's not accommodations needed, but they're getting their butt out there and they're doing it. Yeah, exactly. What I want to do is I, as much as MS makes it hard, I want to continue enjoying life. And yeah, I know of Ardra, I, I follow her as well. And yeah, there's a few people that have been, you know, an inspiration seeing, you know, how MS hasn't stopped them. Any parting words, anything you'd like to, to send off to your followers or to your your future followers? Oh, that, you know, I just appreciate the, you know, TikTok community. I appreciate, yeah, just the social media. I appreciate it. I, I'm so glad that we have that. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine not having that outlet because these people get me, they understand, they, they, they keep me going, they push me. And yeah, I just love my community. All right, Julie, I'm sure I'll be seeing you around on TikTok sometime soon. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. You may not be much of a dancer yourself, but I implore you to follow Julie on TikTok to see her bust out her MS groove. Check out the show notes to find out how.